Welcome to Rehab Within Reach. We are your hosts, Dr. Chrissy Rankin, physical therapist and CrossFit Level 1 coach. And I'm Dr. Sarah Nelson, a physical therapist, and I'm board certified in women's health and lymphedema therapy, and I also hold a master's degree in orthopedic manual therapy. And I'm Dr. Shona Craig. I'm also a physical therapist, a board certified women's health clinical specialist, certified lymphedema therapist, and yoga teacher. We are a collective of women from various backgrounds who support each other and the community around us that have one thing in common, therapy solutions. This podcast will be addressing how the body, mind, and spirit work together to create our current state of being while offering a refreshing approach to how to create harmony within each system. Our treatment philosophy is to empower people through education by combating modern evidence-based practice with our innate primal wisdom in order to promote body literacy and compassion in your personal healing journey. Even though our professional background started in physical therapy, we take an integrative and holistic approach by addressing all systems of the body in order to bridge the gap between the current medical model in the United States and your ability to make autonomous decisions to achieve independence and wellness. This podcast is meant to challenge you to think in ways that may feel uncomfortable at first, but don't worry. Remember, our goal is to provide resources in order for you to make the best decisions for your well-being, which may go against what most of our society suggests is quote-unquote healthy or correct. As a reminder, this podcast does not replace the medical examination, assessment, and plan of care from a licensed medical provider who has seen you personally. Let's get started. All right. Okay, so we uh, are continuing the theme of uh, writing your own script. And um, so some well, fun things are brewing, and in my world, fun means change and challenge and all sorts of all that juicy stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the good word, juicy. Some people call it hard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Chrissy's making a big change, and and um, Shona's like you're on the edge of moving into your next uh, next thing next um what is it? creation of your life and how you want to live it mm-hmm. um, so i i would love to explore um how you're making these choices and and why and um they kind of arise out of the conversations that we have that we've been having about um making your life what you want it to be mm-hmm. so chrissy you want to Say what you're doing. Sure. So I am uh, going to take, I guess, a sabbatical, I guess you could say, or um, some time off. Um, My last day is September 30th at the clinic in terms of treating people. Um, I'm still going to be helping in some capacities with transitions in the clinic. And um, I do... I maintain the website and the newsletter and, and some social media. Um, so then, um, and obviously the podcast. So, um, I'm still be doing that, but actually physically treating people is definitely going to be put on hold. And, um, I 
I always tell people like nothing bad happened. <laughs> it's just that um, I've just like a lot of people and I've worked my butt off since I've been 13 and literally nonstop, um, you know, no transition time between things. It's just go, go, go. And, um, uh, and now I'm like, and now what? And so, um, I've always, you know, wanted to do, um, what's it called? Um, foreign exchange or like, uh, study abroad or, um, all that kind of stuff and like take a gap year. I thought I was, I always thought that it was so cool, but I just never took the plunge. And, um, Kurt and I are at the right time in our life where we don't have kids yet. And, um, and I think, I mean, despite all the horrible things that have happened during this pandemic and it continues to happen, um, I think a lot of people were reevaluating kind of time and what their life looks like. And, um, are we living authentically how we want to live? And, um, not that I don't think I'm living authentically. I just think that we can, this is the time right now, the perfect time to, to not do the expected and be some nomads for a while. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Well, that seemed it, that I was excited about that because I really feel like, how long have you been at the clinic? Like four years or four and a half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the mission is to provide an environment for healing where everyone can, um, where everyone is encouraged to experience wholeness and independence. It used to be achieved. And then I realized, no, we are already whole. And so finding that wholeness and, and, and I think we set up work in a way where people have a little bit of room to think and for sure and and um grow and like all the stuff that you learned from being there it's gotta like maybe it has to incubate or flower or something like the next stage requires that cocooning Mm uh where you 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 just step back from demands that usually of daily work and see what comes. Yeah, I definitely think part of this is like a health decision too. That um, like on Saturday, I helped out a competition like at our gym, and um, you know I was up from seven thirty in the morning on my feet until three o'clock in the afternoon, and you know probably lifted thousands of weights and uh, pounds of weights. And um, judging and like helping as much as I can, and um, the later that night, uh, I got I felt like sick. You know, like my nervous system and my immune system just tanked, and I barely ate anything. Thankfully, I had a gallon of water with me, and I didn't drink the whole thing. But you know, I drank at least half of it, and um, I, it was a great reminder that like your body does have a capacity and when you can start feeling when you go past that capacity it's a nice reminder um of myself that I still have work to do to take care of myself so um thought that was a nice um reminder for myself yeah I think one um 
beautiful thing about like therapy solutions and working there is that like I think Sarah you've created an environment where like I the authentic self like really can flower like I feel like that's a main theme that has it just has manifested there um and it allows not only like our patients but also our therapists to like I don't don't know, cultivate that um, in themselves, like really, you know, push away all of the, or be aware of all the outside messages and really live like true to yourself and like what your inner voice is saying um, or or your body is saying, because our body, I mean, that's kind of what we do with our work is figuring out what is it that like our physical body is saying underneath that, like what is our mind saying, what is our intuition saying and I, I just really appreciate that of like being allowed to let that um, flourish. And like, I mean, Sarah, you're, you have so much grace. You've had so much grace of like me leaving and like Christina leaving and like, cause you know that we're all just trying to find like our authentic life um, and follow like the path that we're meant to, to live. Um, and it just makes, I don't know. I think that's why it makes me want to stay like connected and um, in some way. Um so I don't know. I just <laughs> I really Yeah, it's it. kind of morphing into this thing that's where we uh, we remain connected. I don't mm-hmm. know what the business looks like in this, you know, what's the practicality of this business model, but uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But this not having to be in one location in order to share in the process of mm-hmm. of perform you know, being healers, uh, and, and using our work to find who we are, not to be consumed by it. Right. Um, and it's not, um, it doesn't fit, uh, business today. So I don't know how that that's, I know. I feel like our culture is not really based on like following your heart and intuition. It's like, uh, we're very mind oriented, very masculine, like oriented. We're not like, yeah, it, it's difficult. We'll find our place though, because we are in a profession that will, the need will never go away. It's just how it's delivered. And, and Chrissy, I think about how at the beginning of the year, we were talking about I think we're talking about goals. Anyway, you had said you have hit the first two, you know, which was the board certification for pelvic health and then um, your CrossFit level two. And and then you were like, and then I'm going to work on, you know, the doula Mm -hmm. stuff. And so, um, you know, that like, well, here it is because it's very hard to run a regular practice and be a doula. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see if that is something that that comes up where you have this mm-hmm. uh, flexible practice. Yeah, yeah, I I'm definitely right now I'm compartmentalizing everything um, in terms of direction. So like now we're uh, uh, finalizing getting our house presentable to be put on the market and then once that's on the market then I can think about like the next section of, of what we're doing and which is like figuring out where we're gonna travel and what our plans are and then 
uh, after that is um, then once we figure out kind of, okay, we're, we're finished, you know, doing the things that we're doing, uh, where we're going to land and um, what that looks like. So uh, that is far off in the future. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're sort of in a place, like you said, cocoon. Like, it sounds like you really just need to be in your cocoon, mm-hmm. like to not really think about like what it is that you need to do or going to do. Yeah. Kind of shut that part of your brain off and just like, like rest and <laughs> like, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know, not think about, but process, I guess, like everything that's happened and what you've learned and like all the things. And then, I don't know, I feel like it's a nice time for you to not have to figure it out. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, just like I said, like I, my entire 13 on was about what's the next step and what, how do I put those into actions? And um, because of my privilege and my personal drive, um, I've been able to achieve literally every single thing I have ever put my mind to in terms of, of professional development and that kind of thing and now um I'm excited to put that same effort into my personal development and how yes I've done um you know counseling and acupuncture and massage and chiropractic and exercise and I've done all of those things and now I'm like okay now it's time to integrate all of those things and and actually um put to practice the things that I, we talk about a lot in the clinic. And um, so I'm excited to put that same effort and that same passion to, for my professional career into my, into myself, which is um, a little scary. So (laughs) yeah, it actually reminds me of, um, I'm reading this book called wild power Hmm. and it was just, reading it last night and it's like this reminds me it's all about our menstrual cycle and um how like every month we have this opportunity during the bleed to um go into that cocoon space and like just rest and sit there and and that's a time for like um like it's a visionary time where like visions can come to you or like um um, ideas of where we're meant to go but not to like actually make any decisions or do anything. And then like we call that, they call that the winter part of our cycle. And then it turns into spring and summer and ovulation is when, you know, we're just like high achieving and doing and where we can actually physically manifest the visions from our like menstruation. And um, I think that not only does that happen like every month, but then we go through like these cycles in life too, where it's just like a big time of sort of that winter time of the soul where it's time to like rest, rejuvenate and um, cultivate those visions of like, let those things come through you of what you are meant to do like in your life, um, but to not act on it yet. But I think like, like we've talked before, like our culture is just so, so achievement driven that we like appreciate the ovulation like aspect of our lives of just like high achieving do 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 go 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 and we feel most comfortable there because like it feels good it's like really energizing and like 
yes, like I can do anything, but like there's also, and then it's like really hard to, to sit in like this winter aspect of our soul, like darkness, um, because it's not really like treasured in our culture, but like I'm trying like personally to like really treasure that time of life because I think if we do, then like we're able to, that's just like such a special time to actually like dream and vision and like manifest our lives. And if we take that time, then we can, you know, our ovulation time will be even more, um, I don't know, closer to what we're meant to do, like achievement in terms of what we're meant to do in this lifetime. So anyways, <laughs> that's just like fresh in my mind right now. And that's what it made me think of with you talking about it this time for you. No, this is, uh, I love what we're saying because it's helping me to put words to why I think this is such a good thing. And, you know, one, one thing in my world is, you know, I love the learning and uh, other, and I'm around other people who love to learn when I go to these classes and people will gather the classes like, so that tick off, I've took, I've taken all these classes, <laughs> right? And, yeah, and, uh, and then some of them I see that it doesn't make its way into their own self, you know? And when I, when I saw that happening for me, I slowed down the rate at which I took classes. There's always a period after learning where you integrate and that process and these words that we're, we're using. If you don't take that time, it sort of just maintains up in your head and you want it to settle into your being and become your way of, it's going to express itself within you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Otherwise we just burn out and get too, yeah, in our minds and it, you're right. Like it, we need that downtime that to, like you said, let it settle and process. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people are feeling, are, are starting to understand this and feel it. And maybe they don't have, the words that we have um, just because we have so much work on ourselves and study and learning from each other that um, we know the words that we're using and we're more aware of it. Um, but this reckoning in a lot of our lives are, are happening, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. I've definitely gone through it too like when I left therapy solutions and moved here I feel like I went into that cocoon stage and then it, it has been this interesting ride of pregnancy of feeling pretty ecstatic and like creative um in that sense and then but then postpartum like <laughs> that like I don't know all my energy I guess went into I feel I was going to say tanked, but I think it just went into my own cocoon with my baby and my family. Um, and I feel like postpartum is one of those times in life where if you can have the opportunity to, to really like rest and it feels like a right time to do that. And I'm glad that I did. And I'm starting to, 
um, emerge at now like it's what are we at like almost 11 months so mm-hmm. almost to the year mark mm-hmm. I feel like oh um okay who am I again <laughs> like, where did I just go I went somewhere dark not in a bad way <laughs> dark and like can, can be good too um and now I feel like that sort of spring is like emerging in me of like okay I oh yeah like I I am a healer quote unquote like I um want to start manifesting or coming back to who I am as a being instead of just you know I just I feel like postpartum you're just so into integrated into your baby which is great um but it's just really interesting that I, I'm starting to feel that energy right now. Yeah. Well, that, so. yeah, what, right. That time when you have a baby, you're just merged. And then yeah. the, the day is sort of like, they, yeah, they time on. doesn't exist. <laughs> I think I've already said this. Like, I don't remember the 80s. That's when I was having babies. Mm-hmm. And so the, his, the cultural milestones is like, Oh, I don't, I don't remember that <laughs> thing. Cause right. <laughs> into the baby, the babies. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I better start writing things down because I'm going to forget. I already forget. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a lot that I don't remember from, well, from raising them. We just try to make yeah, it to the, the next to day. other dimension. Yeah, yeah, I get through it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I've never, this is my first time being a mom. So I, I feel like I'm navigating it. I, like, I feel like I'm a pioneer in my own life, like trying to navigate this, uh, yeah. um, journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you remember what it was like for you, Sarah, to like come into finding who you were again after having babies? Thinking. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, well, I, I was thinking that, you know, we can read, you can read books that tell you how to do it, but you still have to do it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you can read, I guess it's like, I just keep sitting with, want to keep sitting with myself, whatever time I can actually find. Yeah. Oh, I, I, know. so, um, because I was so young when I had kids, I was pregnant at 18 and and had my last baby by the time I was 24. So uh, I remember listening to Tracy Chapman, All That You Have Is Your Soul, that song. Like, And there's a line in there about she had babies thinking that she'd have somebody to love her and that all you have is your soul. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's also like when you have, when in your life you have that child. Like, mm-hmm. I think for me, I was looking yeah. for that love and acceptance, which you're not going to find from another person. It's got to come from yeah. within. It's an interesting thing because it's like you, like you literally are one with your baby mm-hmm. when they're in the womb. I mean, I could feel that he had his own sep- like soul and body, but you're so like enmeshed with each other physically and and then it's this very 
cool, like interesting experience to see him separating like over time. Like mm-hmm. we're still nursing. So that feels very close and bonding physically. Um, but his personality is developing his ego personality is developing his he's his own being and it's like okay as he evolves into his own being it's like I return to my soul as a separate being um and it's not even like I I say the word return but then I'm like well not even because I feel like I'm I'm just evolving in into something else like I'm not really going to going back to who I was. Well, you, you give yourself over to the process and eventually you have to find, uh, you have to come back to just cause it's just you. That's and, true. And yeah. it, I mean, I can tell you where I was and when my oldest told me he thought he was, he wanted to go into the military. This is a, and my thought was, Oh my gosh, I put 18 years into trying to keep you alive and healthy and help you grow. And you're going to put yourself in harm's way <laughs> and possibly. Oh die. <laughs> and, and the other one I can tell you, and I was actually at which treatment room I was in in the, the clinic at the time and what technique I was doing on the person when I realized I'm not working for my kids anymore. Mm. You know, so we, uh, I always say, you know, these things we do in our life and it, and it's got to come back to who, who am I? What am I doing? Yeah. And it, it's for me. I was mothers and maybe fathers, but need um, like a, uh, a support group, right? When the kids are transitioning to leaving home because you just like, pour your life into it. Okay. Here's another reason I'm excited for you, Chrissy, because you could pursue the dream that we're all, there's kind of this enculturation where you, you get a job, you get married, you have kids and that's going to make you happy. And then, then what? And, um, once the kids are coming in, it isn't about you anymore. So take, yeah, taking this pause right now where you can step back and you and Kurt can enjoy each other while you have your physical strength and capacity in the world is, uh, you know, is visitable. <laughs> and, um, and before you, you go to that next step of, of having kids, because it's a wonderful experience for sure, but it's not the be all end all. It still comes back to you. And are you happy with your life? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It is funny how it's like, Oh, just have kids. And it's like, okay, well that's kind of actually has been the biggest challenge of my life. Probably yeah. <laughs> having a kid. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't end there. I'm like, Oh, everything's perfect. No. Oh my God. <laughs> it's been a it's been a wild ride that's for sure (laughs) yeah yeah they're a lot of work oh my god yeah a lot it's a lot (laughs) but well where where do you want to go next because you are kind of in this emerging place yeah um well we're moving to a new house so physically that's exciting and it it feels like um well it was really interesting. I I was presented by the universe with 
two options um, because we were looking to move and um, to kind of support a growing family. And I was present first was presented with this like uh, this like literal Buddhist retreat center came on the market with a like Buddhist temple and like crystals everywhere. It was gorgeous. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have, we have to get it and live here. But it was in the middle of the forest and, um, but something kept stopping me from buying it. Like I almost put an offer on it like five times over the course of a week. And there was something that kept blocking me. And then that week, the house in the village showed up like walking distance to schools, to the town, you know, there's going to be other families around. And I was presented with this um, dichotomy, like, retreat center in the middle of the woods or more family oriented like village life and I was like oh man the retreat center is something that I would have picked if it were just me like on my own and what I thought I wanted I guess um or my whole life like I was like that's kind of what I envisioned myself living in (laughs) it was so weird but I chose the village life which was like really hard for me to let go of the other place but for the time that I realized that this time that I'm in in my life right now like I need community like I need other moms I need other kids around I need like a good school district you know place I can walk the streets I can run the streets I like all of that that I I never really thought I wanted before like I didn't need it because I didn't have kids or a family of my own all of a sudden became important to me. And so mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it was such a trip and it all happened within a week. And I was like, of course that would happen. Like the universe would throw these two options at me, which was, I felt very fortunate that I could even have the choice. So anyways, that's where we're going physically. And I'm excited about that. And I actually feel like it's actually more inspiring to me professionally. Like I was really excited about the retreat center idea but something still felt like that was going to be a lot of work. And um, now I can just have this little corner office in the house. Like it's going to be a big community around me. People can just come to me and I can design my own schedule and like see who I want to see, like keep it small at first and see how it manifests. Um, I'm already into the like holistic home birth world here. So I'm excited to, you know, work closely with them, get referrals and refer to them. And so, yeah, there's something about that corner office and that I'm like, I have the community around me, have, and I can build something, something small and manageable here um, and exciting and like what, do what I love in this field. Um and be kind of my own boss, I guess, or my manifest my own schedule and stuff, which is important, like with a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's going on here? I mean, that's going to take a lot of manifesting, like childcare. Like, I don't know how that's all going to work out. Um, I have difficulty, I think, letting go of. Um, control (laughs) as a mom and like I just want to be the one watching him but that gets that starts to burn me out and 
you know, not allow any time for myself, for even self-care. So that's also where I'm at too, is sort of how do I figure this out like logistically and how do I let go and let somebody else take care of Gordy even just a few hours a week or um, that's what's on my mind lately. So mm-hmm. I don't know, one step at a time. We'll get there first mm-hmm. and build it <laughs> from there. Yeah, I can see where like a whole retreat center and having to fill an entire schedule in a building and la 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 versus a room in the house where if you want to see one person or none people or five, you you could do it. You get. Right. Right. Yeah. And being in the middle of this beautiful forest, it was like, it was, I think there's an old growth forest near there. It's like gorgeous. It's just very. Like, if it was, again, if it was just me, like, I don't mind. I would love that. But having a child, like, it takes, like, the most effort ever to even get out of the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I remember that. <laughs> like, the thought of being there also with a kid made me feel very isolated. <laughs> that now I can just step out my door, like, put him in the stroller and walk down the street was very refreshing to me that I don't know if I could have managed handled just like emotionally or like energetically being in the middle of nowhere right now with a baby. Like, have you had that experience where like, you, you know, it takes, I don't know, forever to get the, the diaper bag packed and get everything ready. And of course you can't go anywhere without a big bag and then you get in the car and the kid poops. Yep. <laughs> all over again. Yep. Um, yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, the- it's, it's, or right before you get out the door, they spill water um, everywhere. <laughs> or like you got to change their clothes. They have a blowout. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think of my... I think of my son and his wife, and they have two kids, and they have that community where they are. And it's lovely to, they're such, they have this whole support system around them. Um, and for, and they are there for others. It's a, it's a beautiful way to live. Where are you at with your life script, Sarah? Well, as all as everybody is changing their life, then I have to figure out what to do. With right. So, yeah, let's see where. Well, so I'm trying to. Uh, I I see myself, um, you know, positioning myself to continue work into my old ladyhood, and. Uh, um, and having the freedom to either take insurance or not. And the only reason I would take insurance is because people need it. You know, it's a, if you're going through cancer, you know, it's nice if there's some, uh, that, that some of that can get paid for. So I want to be there for those people, but I also want to have the freedom to treat the way I want to. And the insurance model is, is so dictating how we deliver care. Um, I even think, I mean, for years, for instance, um, you know, the, our, our professional association has said, Oh, you should see Medicare patients for 43 minutes, 
no more than that, because that's all that they'll pay for. And I'm like, well, what if they need more? <laughs> so we've stuck with the hour. Well, it's getting, it's getting too pinchy. Cause the other thing that happens is um, they say they being business consultants to physical therapy. Well, you should limit how many Medicare patients you see in your practice because you, you won't be able to sustain that. And I'm like, I'm going to take the people who come, whoever needs to come to the clinic. I, I won't hold them back because of finances. Well, because other clinics are, are limiting it, then we end up with a higher volume of Medicare patients. And, mm-hmm. um, and so now I got to look at, okay, maybe we need to, um, offer shorter appointments. Um, (laughs) and I was thinking about this recently. I'm like, okay, you know, if we want to do an intensive, um, a a limp for someone with lymphedema, where we see them every day and even seeing them for an hour is a compromise because they should get an hour of lymphatic drainage and then bandaging. Um, but you know, I, I keep it to an hour so they get about 45 minutes of lymphatic drainage and then bandage. And um, so am I saying, oh, under under insurance, I can't provide that care. So the massage therapists who are trained and have, um, you know, certificate to do that same thing, and they're all on cash, I'm going to have to put all the intensives to the massage therapist. It's kind of ironical. I, I don't know. Or there's a if there's a treatment that is not covered by insurance, that then the, they um, sign a paper that say they recognize that. And so then, well, I have to give my intensives out of, you know, uh, under that auspice, which is, oh, man, that's a gray line. So I'm not going there right now. So these are the kind of things I'm faced with. It's like, how do I make this transition from... And, and it's, it, you know, holding on to insurance for the reasons I said versus going to cash um, in my practice. So um, I don't know how to make that transition. But one of the things that, you know, I'm doing is um, as I've looked for answers to how to help patients and I've come upon Ayurveda and 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 um, and prior to that, my yoga, my yoga practice, um, which grew out of trying to find a way to move when exercise didn't work for me, like the standard exercise, the, the running or lifting weights, this is ne- would never wor- work for me. And, and, um, that's when I found Iyengar yoga and that's really helped me. And, and I realized that's kind of what I was doing with patients but I learned that I'm like, why reinvent it? I'm just going to learn that framework and work with patients within that. And um, so I see my practice becoming manual therapy, uh, yoga and Ayurveda, and that's not going to be paid for. So that I think will allow me a really nice transition for my, for the, the work. Um, yeah. Well, you went, just went through that whole Ayurvedic training. So yeah. And that's, that's that. yeah, yeah, that's still in process. I mean, I'm still learning from that. It's so eye opening that, yeah, that process. And, 
you know, I love this connection too. I, I think, you know, as you guys transition and, um, or have, I'm like, well, I just love people around me, you know, like when we started this, um, we ended up hiring our friends, we being me and my business partner at the time. Um, and I felt like little women, you know, and I thought we're going to go through our whole career together. And, and no, we're not because <laughs> that's not what happens in, in work. We grow and change. And uh, so though I do want to maintain some connection, our village, you know, and, yeah. and this, this remote access allows us to be anywhere and have our village. Uh, yeah. So I somehow want to see that continue um, or grow or, you know, like whether we invite others into it, there's a vitality to it that challenges me in my own, own growth. Um, I don't want to settle into, oh, I'm a certain age and therefore that's, I'm going to just be this till my dying day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to continue to explore the depths of, of soul, of being human, uh, of what it means to help others. Yeah. We never just, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard to just stop that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the short, the short answer is I don't know how to make this transition, mm. but I, I see the parts of what I want. <laughs> You're, um, I saw that you're going to have your next open to authentic self in October. Um, do you have a theme for that yet? I think so because my Ayurveda teacher is coming. So Jessica Valella, um, yes, she has, turns out she has family on the West side of the state. And so she's offered that while she's here, she'll come and visit. And I think I'm going to make her part of the retreat. And that could be uh, where you um, find your next, what that, what all of it looks like, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be about, you know, the role of Ayurveda in helping us find our authentic self. Um, Which is to say that it matters that we sleep and that we eat well, we nourish our bodies well and, and how that contributes to a clear mind and a calm um, emotional state or, you know, um, and so that will be interesting. And yes, I'm already working for my IU. That's her uh, Ayurvedic consult program. So I'm starting to take clients in that. And that's been part of kind of my learning process, which is, I, I love that. I learn much better in a clinical setting than an academic setting. So that's, yeah, that's coming up. We'll get the flyers out soon. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, we'll keep people posted as we go along, as you, um, you start. And see what you what you discover along the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really I'm excited. Um, feels good, which is a good thing, a good sign. Yeah. 
we might do like a blog. I say that now, but I'm also like, I, I thought this was interesting recently that um, because earning potential as millennials is a lot different than at our age than people older than us went through. And that a lot of people have a job and then have like one or two side hustles. And we're trying to monetize our hobbies. And and at some point, it's like, can't we just have hobbies that we enjoy without trying to side hustle it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like where I was thinking about with a blog. Like, like, am I truly wanting to write a blog just so that I have something to reflect back on and just like put something out on paper? Um, or is it because there's these opportunities that people are trying to find that helps monetize their lifestyle and that changes I think then the authenticity of whatever you're doing um because there's another angle to it and so um I feel like oh I'm like resisting any type of extra quote-unquote work you know so um so that tells me that um a blog might not be what we do maybe we have our own shutterfly books that we make every month or something like that so that it is a way that we can have our own um our own uh timeline and our own uh what's it called um uh, scrapbook I guess that's not what I'm looking for time capsule there we go mm-hmm. of what we're doing so, mm-hmm. so we'll see yeah mm-hmm. well thank you guys yeah. thank you Thank you. Timing is Gordy's nap time, so (laughs) get to it. This mom thing. (laughs) Thank you. See you all again. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our group tends to have these fantastic discussions, and we always ask ourselves why we haven't recorded any of them. And now here we are. If you are interested in more content, we'll be releasing new episodes every other Monday. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Therapy Solutions PLLC. That PLLC is super important. This is the Rehab Within Reach podcast, where all are encouraged to experience wholeness and independence. See you soon.